Our Heavenly Father, we do thank Thee for this assurance that is ours through Jesus Christ and the witness of the Spirit within our own heart tonight that we're a child of God. We're thankful for this security that is ours. Now, Father, truly, it is blessed. It's blessed us from the day we were saved right up to this moment. And the blessings will continue on into the future and into the coming of your kingdom. We do thank thee and rejoice tonight. Now, Father, use everything that's done in this service, the singing of praise, the times of prayer, opening the word of God, the instrument and the use of your servant. Use it all to your glory and may fruit be brought forth in our own lives as we move from here tonight in your providence to live and to witness and to serve in this coming week. And we'll give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hymn number 69 is, Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. And that means all of us singing together the praises of our Lord. Let's do it together as we stand and sing all the stanzas. 69. has been a wonderful day in the house of the Lord. I'm certain that you got enough to eat if you stayed here. If you did not stay here, you should have. There would have been enough for you and several more like you. I understand this evening that quite a number uh, took my instructions today to heart and followed them to the letter of the law concerning getting a nap this afternoon. And as I expressed to one or two, I wish that some of my other wor words of uh, advice or instruction would, might be followed just as closely as that. Uh, if you're not a member, Brainerd, we're certainly glad to have you here tonight. And if you live in the area, we hope you'll become a member of Brainerd Baptist Church. We are glad to have you. Would you lift your hand, please, if you are a visitor? Do we have one? Are we all home folks tonight? If there are any visitors, again, we want you to know we're glad that you're here. You stay around for a bit at the conclusion of the service and give us an opportunity to have fellowship with you. We're glad you're here.
If you weren't in church training tonight, you missed a real blessing. Uh, I, it's just hard to express the excitement of our leaders in church training, how excited they are on leading their church training groups. Each group is planning new things for each of us each week. Um, Mildred Whitson stopped me tonight and said, Hobart, uh, people are missing a blessing by not being in to hear Doug Miller lead uh, on the Lord's Prayer. And they invite you, if you're not already in a church training group, to come in for the next three weeks and be part of Adult 2 as Doug leads them in the Lord's Prayer. Also, Mary Jane Stanley and Barbara Steele invite you to a new member orientation class. If you've never been through a new member orientation group, they invite you to come and be with them on Sunday evening at 6 o'clock in the parlor. Also, don't want you to forget our family emphasis. Church training is promoting uh, family time together to come and uh, at least four nights out of the seven to uh, lead your family in devotions. And if you haven't uh, turned that in this week and you uh, had family devotions for at least four days, you let us know through your uh, church training department or call the church office and let them know that you've done that because we want to recognize you at the end of November as participating in this program. We had 175 in church training tonight and we appreciate your support. Thank you.
Let's join in singing the wonderful name of Jesus. Hymn number 71. His name is wonderful. Number 71.
What a wonderful reminder of the love of Jesus Christ as expressed to each of us on the cross. 
how grateful we can be. And let's express that as we are reminded again in our hymn, number 454, Down at the Cross Where My Savior Died. Let's sing together that first and the last stanzas.
song in our hearts. Let's proclaim it. Hymn number 435, He Keeps Me Singing. The first stanza, stand as we sing. so thankful for you sending your son the wonderful name of Jesus that we want to proclaim now we pray that we'll not only give it lip service but we'll remember him in our tithes and offerings so that this wonderful word may be spread bless these offerings as we give them in your son's name amen
thinks that Nashville is the music capital of the world. I think it moved over to Chattanooga today. The title of the message tonight is The Voices That We Hear. The Voices That We Hear. And there's a text from the Old Testament and a text from the New Testament that speaks to us concerning this theme. The Old Testament text is in the 66th chapter of the prophecy of Isaiah. The first verse says, this is what the Lord says. The fourth verse in that chapter says, I also will choose harsh treatment for them and will bring upon them what they dread. For when I called, no one answered. When I spoke, no one listened. They did evil in my sight and chose what displeases me. And the sixth verse says, Hear that uproar from the city, hear that noise from the temple. It is the sound of the Lord repaying his enemies all they deserve. And the New Testament text is found in the 12th chapter of John's Gospel. John, the 12th chapter, beginning at the 27th verse. Now, my heart is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, Glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. The crowd that was there and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel spoke to him. Jesus said, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But I, when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. He said this to show the kind of death he was going to die. Isaiah said in the sixth verse of the 66th chapter, hear that uproar from the city. Hear that noise from the temple. It is the sound of the Lord. We're born into a world of voices. I have had the delightful occasion to be present 
when several of the latest of the clan were born into the world. And it's interesting in retrospect to think back when given the opportunity to hold that little tiny squirming mass and to remember the intelligent things said. No wonder it takes kids so long to learn to talk. The silly, oochie-goochie, the strange little clucks and sounds, and, and we just do it, you know, for a long, long time. The voices that the babies hear. We hear in this world in which each of us have been born, we hear the voice of our parents, we hear the voice of our teachers, we hear the voice of our friends, we hear voices all around us, some encouraging us, some instructing us, some admonishing us, some threatening us, but there are many different kind of voices constantly around us. Do you remember the famous experiment of the Russian psychologist by the name of Pavlov? Pavlov is famous for the experiment dealing with the conditioned reflex. That is, he took a dog and he said, I can train this dog to respond to sound. And he fixed a low sounding bell that rang as he gave food to the dog. And gradually, when the dog heard the low sounding bell, he would begin to lick his lips and to get ready for the food that he knew would be offered. The food would not have to be present, just the sound, the low bell would be present. And he would immediately start looking for the food, a conditioned reflex to that sound. Then Pavlov picked a very high-pitched bell sound and he had wired the dog so that when the high pitch bell sounded, the dog was shocked. And then gradually, after a period of time, he would simply have to sound the high pitch bell and the dog would jump, even though the electricity had not been applied. A conditioned reflex to that sound. And then he began to sound the bells at the same time, starting at their extreme points. At first, it was all right. The dog would jump, but then look for something to eat. And then as he brought the sounds closer together, 
the bells sounds closer together, the dog literally became a neurotic because no longer was there a definitive voice speaking. Now, you know, so much of life is like that, I think, for us. We learn in life to make the accepted responses to certain voices. Mother, who's 88 now, doing remarkably well. I remember the sound of mother's voice when I was small, and when I might be, she thought, involved in something in another room that I might not, you know, supposed to have been involved in, I can remember the sound of her voice. Ralph, kind of deep. When it got shrill, then I knew I was in trouble. And I really knew I was in trouble. And I guess I'm going to let something out now. For years, you've seen J. Ralph McIntyre. That's the way it's been all those times. Occasionally, people ask me, what does that J stand for? And I said, it's none of your business. If I'd wanted you to know, I'd have put it down there. Well, when I was in trouble, either mom or dad. Dad never fussed at me much. Well, mom didn't either, I guess, but it seems like I remember mother more often. But she would come out with, Jesse, Ralph, what are you doing? Well, now that was a voice. She used words, the volume, the inflection, its direction. I knew exactly what she meant. She didn't have to go much further. We become accustomed in life. That's a part of our growing up experience, to, to become, uh, to, to know how to respond to the different voices that are around us. A good student will not only study the books, but a good student will also study the voice of the teacher. And it is a good teacher who knows how to use the voice in instruction because the voice is able to carry so much more than mere words. I forget where we were now. I don't, I don't remember. That's part of the glories of getting a little older. You just they say that's the first thing to go. Well, I don't know if it is or not, but it's part of it's going. We were somewhere, Clifton and I were somewhere overseas. I don't remember where it was, but there were a group of people over somewhere, and they were in a heated conversation, and I simply said to him, listen how they're cussing each other out. He said, you don't know the language. I said, no, but cussing is cussing in any language. You just know that that's what was going on. We become accustomed to relating to this, and the very use of the voice itself is a wonderful thing. I think one of the great sadnesses of our current generation is the lack of what we used to call some good old-fashioned oratory.
sort of gone by the board. I don't know whether television has done it or, or, or what, but the old-fashioned kind of oratory that could stir and thrill and challenge, it just almost seems to be a thing of the past. As long as the voices are distinct, then basically we're all right. When we can distinguish between the voice that speaks to us of lust or of love, then we're okay. When we can distinguish the voice that speaks to us of patriotism or paganism, we're all right. But part of the process of growing up is to be able to distinguish the voices that constantly bombard us and that constantly are trying to tell us something or sell us something or lead us somewhere or help us or hurt us. And a part of our growing up process is to learn to differentiate in all the multitude of voices that are around us. Isaiah, speaking for the Lord, as recorded in this 66th chapter of his prophecy, in that one sixth verse, says, Hear, hear that uproar from the city? Do you hear that noise from the temple? It is the sound of the Lord repaying his enemies all they deserve. Aren't you glad you're not an enemy of the Lord? <laughs> the Lord has power of retribution. and He knows those who are his. And he is able to take care. Now there are three distinct voices that Isaiah talks about in that sixth verse. The uproar of the city the noise of the temple, the sound or the voice of the Lord. That's a pretty good way to differentiate the kinds of voices that constantly come to us. The uproar, the voices of the city. I think that would stand for all of the constant noise that comes from all around, it's a demanding voice that we conform to the ways of the world, that we not be sanctimonious or pious or fanatical in our faith, but the voices all around us are the voices of just take it easy, stay calm, don't get excited about anything that has to do with religion. And that is an uproar that is literally all around us, confusing many times. It shouts its words at us, words like success. You want to be successful, don't you? It shouts a word like glamour. Why, you want to be glamorous, don't you? It shouts its word like you want to be a part of the in group, don't you? You don't want to be an outsider. It shouts words like, take care of yourself. And we have a whole generation that the secular psychologists have characterized as the me, me, me generation. We see some slight evidence that that's beginning to change. Thank God for that. But basically, even the secular writers are saying this is the me time. All advertising is pitched on that basis that I suppose the classic of it 
is that cosmetic line that is more expensive than others, and it says it's more expensive, but I'm worth it. And that's characteristic, really, of the whole generation of so many things. This voice often conflicts with other voices that we hear. And if we do not learn, as Pavlov's famous dog did not learn, to differentiate the voices, then we too threatened with becoming neurotic in the world in which we live. There is the uproar of the city. There is the noise from the temple. You say, that's a strange sort of thing. The temple is the house of God. The temple built under the instructions of God. The temple is where God said he would meet his people. You mean that it would be characterized by Isaiah saying the noise Hear the noise from the temple? Well, you're supposed to hear melodious music. You're supposed to hear soothing prayers. You're supposed to hear quiet kind of instruction in holy things. What in the world do you suppose Isaiah meant when he said, oh, the noise from the temple? Well, let's just be real honest about it. There are a lot of so-called temples of the Lord, where most of what is heard, especially for an unbeliever, is just noise. Just noise. Unintelligible kind of sound. And often even for the believer, institutional religion can be the producer of more noise than harmony. Voices that clamor for power, for position, for authority. Noise from the temple rather than God's voice being heard. And Isaiah made a very clear distinction and I think we have always, we must always be self-examiners we who make up the church, we who are the church, we're the body of baptized believers, we must be very careful constantly to examine how we go about God's business, what we do in the name of God. We must never let it become just noise, either to ourselves or to those on the outsides of the walls. Oh, it ought to be God's voice to us but tragically, if you study the history of Christianity, you discover that the awful debates that raged over such insensitive kinds of issues, often the debates that raged while the world literally went to hell, produced only noise. And that's a danger today in our world. It's a danger today in many of our churches that the world hears from us only a clamorous noise 
does not hear a voice ringing with the love of God, the joys of knowing Jesus, the excitement and the thrill of the Christian life and the Christian experience. From the churches today, from some churches, a bewildering din of confusion. And so then, Isaiah was right when he said, Hear, do you hear the uproar from the city? Do you hear that noise from the temple? It is the sound of the Lord. The sound of the Lord, the voice of the Lord. Somehow, we must learn how to hear God's voice. Somehow, personally, individually, for no one can do it for me, I cannot do it for you. No matter how much we may love someone else, we cannot do it for them. We must learn how to lay hold to that channel of communication where the voice of God comes to our souls. You say, preacher, how does that happen? I don't know how it'll happen for you or how it does happen for you. For so many of you here tonight, I see you and know that in your life that somewhere along the way you discovered how to stay in touch with Jesus. Prayer, quiet time, the reading of the Word of God, the sharing with dear Christian friend, whatever the avenue, whatever the channel, somewhere along the way you discovered how you could hear the voice of God. Life is so short. Life moves so swiftly. It's hard for me to believe that this is already the, about the conclusion of the second day of November. How quickly the year has gone. Life moves rapidly. All the days that we have thrown away, the days that we have let slip by when we have not listened to God, we've not heard the voice of God. And I don't know how it is with you, but with me on those days that I have been busy, I thought, doing the work of God, but too busy to really talk to God or to listen to God. Those have been days as I look back upon them when I've made mistakes and I've stumbled. And they have not been good days. Isaiah said, do you hear the uproar from the city? Do you hear that noise from the temple? It is the sound of the Lord. We must learn to hear 
God's voice, we must learn to respond to God's direction. And Jesus said to the group assembled, this voice was for your benefit, not mine. Now is the time for judgment on this world. Now the prince of this world will be driven out. But when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. Hear the voice of Jesus, who said, Come unto me, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Hear the voice of Jesus who said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Hear the voice of Jesus say, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Hear tonight the voice of Jesus. He says that he loves you. He loves you. He cares for you. He provides for you. The voice of Jesus amidst all the other voices. Don't block out the voice of Jesus for his brings eternal peace and the direction toward home. Let's pray. Our Father, Too often we have taken our instructions from voices other than yours. We acknowledge our sins. Too often, Father, we have listened to our own voices. And we have led ourselves astray, thinking that we knew best for the moment. And we did not. Forgive us. Oh, dear God, grant to each of us in the midst of all of the clamorous voices around us, help us, please help us to know when you're saying to us how much you love us. Help us not to be deaf to the call that you give to us to serve to live, to give, to share in the midst of the joy you have for us. Help us hear your voice. In Jesus' name. Hymn number 366, Take My Life, Lead Me, Lord. 
wonderful old hymn, a hymn of devotion and dedication. And the only real way we can let him lead us is when we're willing to hear and we're willing to follow. Will you accept him as your Lord and Savior? If you're not a Christian, do so tonight, please. If you're a Christian, if you're a Baptist and you're living here and your membership is elsewhere, hear his voice as to what you need to do with your life and respond tonight. But make your decision right where you are that you'll start hearing his voice more clearly than ever before. Ask him to help you. As we stand and sing, Brother Doug here at the front, will you come? will you do something for him? Just put the hymn books in the rack. Pick up your Bibles. And all the folks on the two outside sections just move to the inside and you folks that are in the inside sections move right to the middle and make room and let's as much as possible fill up this, this center section. Okay. tell you right now, if you just have block out your peripheral vision, we have a full house tonight. <laughs> My goodness, you do look good. This has been a wonderful, wonderful day. Now, now that you're right in the center section, now just join hands with folks around you and in the choir. Benediction, as you would see if you took the time to look on your program, is blessed be the tie that binds. Homecoming 1986. It's been a good day. I'm glad I could be a part of it here. And God bless you through this week. Blessed be the tie that binds.
Let's be.